Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Well, brace yourselves. This week in our series on the Enneagram, we are going to hear from an eight. So you're either going to love it or feel punched in the gut. Maybe a little both. Or actually get punched in the gut. (laughs) I haven't done that in a long time. And if you haven't already guessed by now, my favorite eight, Melody Workman, is our guest today. Mel, this is what's so funny about you is that... Eights, I say, are eight is the challenger for everybody listening on the Enneagram, the powerful person. Um, eights are like eggs, and this is true for you. And here's what I mean by that is eggs have like a hard shell. Like yep. egg, eights can come across very rough and hard, mm-hmm. um, but tend to be so tender mm. on the inside if you ever get to get there. Right. You know, and so I think that the hard shell is part of the strength of it, of of the personality and part of the protective mm-hmm. nature towards themselves. Yep. But man, eights are like such teddy bears on the inside if you ever can get past the Yeah. The the few people that get to see them or know them that well. Um, especially healthy eights who've learned to embrace vulnerability. If you you know, most unhealthy eights don't embrace vulnerability mm-hmm. because it it feels like weakness. And so to ever show that they're tender, to ever show that they have a soft side, feels like the ultimate failure. You crack that shell, and it runs. You cry way more than me, <laughs> and I'm Except not Except for this past year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on each episode, I give a snapshot of the style. So the eight, again, the challenger, the powerful person, reflects God's power. Mm. Uh, the motivation for the eight, the eight is strength and a need to control. They avoid vulnerability, which I love how you said a healthy eight pursues vulnerability. Vulnerability, I think, is a growth marker for an eight. Um, They have a focus on taking charge, which I think this is true. Like you, an eight can walk into the room, they'll identify who's in charge, and then immediately figure out how to leverage. They'll size them up. (laughs) Should you be in charge? (laughs) The core sin is lust. And I always clarify when it comes to lust. Most people think that for the seven, the core sin is um, lust, but it's actually because seven struggle with excess Mm -hmm. and avoiding um, pain and pursuing pleasure. And lust can lend itself, pleasure can lend itself to lust. but Lust actually is a want for something that's not yours. And for the eight, it can be power or position. It's Mm -hmm. not necessarily sexual. Whereas I think in our language, we naturally just think lust is sexual and it's actually not. It has such a broader meaning. And so for the eight, it's wanting more power, wanting a position, wanting something that's not necessarily yours. Mm -hmm. Um, Fear of being exposed. That's what I'm saying. That tender mm-hmm. inside yeah. is the hidden. Yeah. Um, the underlying emotion, and I, I can't wait to talk about this, is guilt. And um, part of the guilt can tend to play out because eights, not you, but like everyone else, <laughs> can tend to struggle with an obliviousness yeah. to how they're received by others, to the temperature of the room, mm-hmm. to the needs of others, or how— they're being experienced by others. They're yeah. oblivious to that. Transformation for eights, powerful people to embrace is mercy, showing compassion, which is interesting because I also think that's a marker for health is how much mercy, because eights are our best protectors mm-hmm. because they're rooted in mercy towards the underdog, towards yep. the vulnerable. Um, and okay, 
Oh, I read them all. Mercy. Showing compassion, kindness, allowing themselves to express vulnerability and tenderness, being truly present with others, and ensuring that their tenderness is authentic and not just dutiful. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Why would it be dutiful? Well, you know, the right thing to do. This is, you know, eights tend to have a rebellious uh, side to them. (laughs) So, yeah, like, okay, if I have to be merciful because someone's telling me I have to be merciful, I'll do it. But your natural inclination sometimes is, are you telling me I have to do that? I was going to say. definitely not doing it now. Eights tend to be oppositional. Mm-hmm. Like, like, even if they wanted to do it and it was from their heart, yeah. now if they're being forced to it, they're like, mm, you're not the boss of me. Now, one of the funniest memes out there for eights is someone saying, have a nice day, and the person saying, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that at some level, but... Um, recognize that that's not healthy. How has learning the Enneagram, because obviously you were you before you ever even Mm -hmm. knew of the Enneagram. So learning of the Enneagram, learning of the different struggles of the style um, and the strengths of the style, how has it impacted you? Oh man, when you, um, when you and Matt, you know, first introduced us to the Enneagram, I had no idea what it was. Um, And if you remember, um, we sort of, you know, we got sent the assessment and we were just like in the instructions. In your were, interview process? You might have been some. No. No? We, it wasn't here then yet. This was like four or five years ago, I think. But I think we had just started using it in the interview process. And you guys might have been some of the first. This was when we, you did the pastors and mm-hmm. the pastors mm-hmm. lives like after the first. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like, hey, you guys are going to do this assessment. And so we actually you're like, did. You're not the boss of me then? I'm like, okay, yeah. And we're sitting next <laughs> to each other. Because it was like, just answer the question as honestly as you can. And when you don't know anything about it, mm-hmm. that's when you get your truest mm-hmm. results because mm-hmm. you're not trying I to agree. answer to. And so um, we, we, you know, we took the assessment and a few weeks later, we, we get our results and I'm reading, um, I'm an eight, three, seven. And so I'm reading what that means. And it, for the first time in my life, I'm like, there's actual language for who I am. And I grew up in a, in a very legalistic fam um, church, mm-hmm. and so what I heard my whole life is Melody's bossy. Melody's so bossy. I heard mm. that from friends. I heard that from moms of friends. And what I never heard was Melody could be a great leader. Melody has leadership gifts, qualities. Mm. So I was always thinking this is bad. Who I am isn't good because I keep just getting reprimanded or rebuked mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. and so. It took a lot of pain <laughs> mm-hmm. to finally get to a place where I'm like, no, this, is, this isn't a mark against me. This is actually who I am, and I can become a really healthy version of myself. I do remember, however, um, in, in those first few sessions with um, you know, the, the counselors that we were, we were talking with, um, they said, you know, we, we sometimes tell female eights in a church to leave based on the kind of church that they're in. Mm-hmm. And I went, that's what was missing my whole life. What's someone to say, to give me permission. Mm-hmm. Because in some realms, there's just not, in some churches, there's not a realm or a space for a strong female leader. Mm-hmm. There's no place for them. Um, thankfully, Sandals is the exact opposite. It's been a tremendous place for me to grow as a leader. But uh, l- reading language that made me go, that is exactly who I am. That is exactly what I do or how I feel. Yes, I recognize when I'm unhealthy, I do that thing right there. But man, when I'm pursuing health, that's what it looks like. And that's where I want to be was just, it was life-changing. Would you say that any of it was a total shock to you or did it just sort of organize some thoughts for you? It definitely wasn't a shock. (laughs) (laughs) But I think for me, and I've talked to other eights who feel this way too, um, the, everything with the eight is, is wrapped around control, mm-hmm. having control or fear of losing control. And there's not a lot out there about eight struggling with anxiety. And yet we are all struggling with anxiety because we are afraid of losing control mm. in, in tons of different spaces. But um, that's been a, so that's been a huge thing for me is recognizing that um, unhealthy eights are control freaks and that's what induces our anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we feel guilty 
that we feel anxious or we feel guilty because for it even feels weak, control. like weakness. Or? Yeah, it, it absolutely feels like weakness. We despise that in ourselves. Um, it feels like failure because we mm-hmm. feel we're mm-hmm. everyone's like you're so strong, you're so strong, and then we know we could be completely wrecked inside with anxiety because something feels like it's out of our control, mm-hmm. and that just sends us like crazy. That's super interesting. So you've had that conversation with other. Mm-hmm. I've just said, Hey, you know, have you, do you struggle with anxiety? They're like, yes. And it's not, you know, you hear a lot about sixes with fear. You don't hear a lot about it with eights. But the other thing is, is eights aren't telling everybody that they're afraid. Right. They're not telling anybody (laughs) that they're afraid. (laughs) Inside, we're like a mess. Um, So I've done a lot of this work and doing a lot of this work in therapy because I recognize that it's a it's a state of perpetual anxiety mm-hmm. that's all wrapped around this idea of control. Mm. Areas of my life where I could lose control or I'm not in control. And control's already an illusion, but most states are walking around like mm-hmm. they're in control of something. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I love how you said it gave you like language for who you already knew you were, mm-hmm. but also a pursuit of health. Yeah what a healthy version of that is. And I think it's so true. I am not an eight, but my style is most like an eight. Mm. I am um, a counterphobic six. Remember when I thought it was a counterphobic six? You yeah. I had so much anxiety. <laughs> and then you're like, you're And not. so what's funny is that you and I are so different, but we have such a similar mm-hmm. aggressiveness, I think, in that way. And But I also think it's a strength in our friendship mm-hmm. because the thing that feels safest to me is clarity. Mm-hmm. And I think eights, Crave that's, it. that's one of the strengths of an eight, which people love. It's polarizing or they hate. Yes. Because eights are going to tell you what they think, yes. whether it hurts your feelings or not. <laughs> and for most of the styles and most people, that really hurts their feelings. But for me, my feelings might still get hurt. But you still want to know. But I want to know because I know the truth that I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. not the illusion, because I usually make up the truth. It, when, it's, uh, when there's not clarity... The stories I tell myself are typically way worse than what the truth ever was. Yeah. And so I think that healthy eights, which is key, mm-hmm. healthy eights are such good friends for that reason because you don't have to have an insecurity yeah. with them. No, I think healthy eights make great friends just because, um, one, um, healthy eights have a really small inner circle. Um, they They're not... Um, they don't have 10 best friends. They don't have 12. Like I have two. And it's, these are the people That's that not know. A big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, they know me because mm-hmm. they are always asking the question who's for me or who's against mm-hmm. me. And, and I think that's, I, the counterphobic yeah. six does the yes. same thing. So you're always weighing that mm-hmm. if, and if an aide is convinced that you're for them, they will let you speak truth to them, challenge them. Um, they're hard to offend because they're like, no, like, tell me you're in. If they don't think that you're for them and you have something to say, I would just just, be careful how you say it. I'm sorry I'm (laughs) laughing, but I'm thinking of a time you and I were in a meeting. Dead serious meeting. I know exactly what you're going to say. I don't remember what you said, though. You're like, But someone, I, I, someone had said something about me. Yes. And we had to address it. Um, and I said, you can talk about me all you want. And my feelings are not hurt. No, said, like, I, I literally don't, don't care. care. And I don't. But if you're going to talk about Tammy, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> but the way you said it was like, yeah, she literally does not care. I'm like, I care every time. <laughs> you're like, talk about me all day long. I literally I don't. don't care. I, I looked at you. And I remember looking at you and just being like, she 100% means that. <laughs> like, what that must be like to mean that. Okay, so we're talking a lot about the healthy eight, the healthy, powerful person or challenger. These are some attributes of that. They are strong and confident. Tell me if there's any you disagree with. They want to see the world be a more just place. They um, communicate directly, lead and influence others, and get things done. Yeah. Eights are in the gut triad. That means the center of intelligence is instinct. Mm-hmm. And for an eight, most of the time, 
that instinct is Holy Spirit led. It's mm-hmm. just the gifting that they have. They just know. Doesn't mean every single time they're gu- they go with their gut, right? <laughs> but most times it is. And eights ask this question: What needs to get done? Mm-hmm. Whereas in other triads or centers of intelligence, there's the head, the heart, and the gut. Head uh, heads are uh, asking, "What do I think about this?" Mm-hmm. Heart is asking, what do I feel about this? And the instinct, the gut triad is, what needs to get done about this? And so eights are get it done people. Um, Eights can be protective of those that they see vulnerable. That's why I said eights are some of our best protectors. They have a heart for the vulnerable, for the underdog. Um, They Eights can be bullies when unhealthy, But a lot of times it's to protect either themselves or someone else or something, a mm-hmm. cause. And so it's just, it's, it's, the bully comes out when it's not stewarded well right. or it's immature mm-hmm. and they don't yet know how to harness the strength. Um, my daughter has a lot of eight, mm-hmm. as you know, mm-hmm. our oldest. She actually is a primary nine, but her eight almost ties it. Like I think she's, two styles, honestly. She goes back and forth. But I had a conversation with her soon-to-be husband. He might be her husband by the time this airs. (laughs) But um, about what strength will look like for him. Mm. And I said, part of what leading in strength as the husband will look like with someone like her will be letting, not having, not needing her to not be strong. Like letting her be strong. How does, like, what would you speak to that to, it, you know, if you're like, how, how does that look? Because I think that it, it, it takes a tremendous amount of strength mm-hmm. to let someone, someone else be actually be strong. Yep. Um, a, a phrase I've used with young female eights um, who are single is I say, look for the one who is intrigued by your strength and not intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hit the jackpot, you know, like I married someone who has a high eight himself, <laughs> but he's just not afraid to let me be me. Mm -hmm. And he never has been from day one. It wasn't like he had to grow into that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just been allowed to be me. But at the same time, because he loves me and he's for me, you know, most eights need to go through seasons of refining in their life. Mm -hmm. And he has been a gentle refiner in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Never has mocked me or or embarrassed me, but has challenged me in love to become the best version of myself that mm-hmm. I can be. And how, how people experience me, um, how to be most relatable, um, how, to, um, how to lead people and love people, mm-hmm. not just, hey, you said it, we like to get things done. Um, if, it, if it's, I, he's had to help me because I am such in a mode of getting things done. They're like, hey, can I have a hug? I'm like, it's not on my agenda. I'm doing stuff. And he's like, <laughs> that is not nice. <laughs> And I have yeah. to go, you're, you're right. Like, that's not, it's not a waste of time, you mm-hmm. know, to, mm-hmm. to stop and cuddle or hug or do whatever. So he's, he's been a voice of gentle refinement. And I think that every eight needs that voice in their life. Um, I think as I watch and observe young eights, I see eights who don't have a voice of refinement in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to to stay unhealthy for a longer period of time because they're like, what? I'm boss. Like, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely like who I am and what I'm doing. And other people are like, we are terrified of you. We are so afraid of you. Whereas people who have that voice of refinement, um, they're like, oh my gosh, like I can be a lot. I understand. And the answer to being a lot isn't being less. Mm-hmm. It's being better at being who you are. Mm. It's not shrinking back. Yeah, That's what I did for a long time. People are like, you're a lot. I'm like, okay, let me be less. But I think, I think if you're in relationship with an eight, what you need to understand is um, we have a hunger and a desire to, to be the very best that we can be and to take every opportunity that we can to do the things that we're good at. Mm-hmm. And we need people in our life encouraging us to do that. Mm-hmm. Not telling us, no, that's, but going, no, you, you should pursue that. Because mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, regardless of your style, um, we'll all stand before God and give an account for what he's placed inside of us. Mm-hmm. A healthy eight has moved from arrogance to confidence. Mm-hmm. Arrogance look, is, look at me, I'm a gift to the world. Mm-hmm. Confidence is, God has just decided to entrust me with these skills, mm-hmm. talents, abilities, whatever those are, and I'm accountable to him. Mm-hmm. So I want to I wanna do everything I can to, to steward those really well. Mm-hmm. Whatever opportunities come, they're opportunities for me to, to steward what he's entrusted in me 
and give back to him. It's, I had nothing to do with it, you mm-hmm. know? He mm-hmm. just chose to put those gifts and skills inside of me. Like he's chosen to put gifts and skills mm-hmm. inside of you. And I think, um, I think in, in relationship with innate, you, you need to be careful about per- helping them pursue those and not telling them not to, but also in, in pursuit of those lovingly challenging them mm-hmm. to, um, to, to be who God's made them to be. And the best version of that is not bossy, not rude, not mean, direct, mm-hmm. yes, but loving and gracious and kind. Um, every eight needs to have the fruits of the spirit. Like we don't get a pass. Right. Nobody eights. gets a pass on this yeah. regardless of your Enneagram style. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think, you know, you and I have done so many conversations together on here for everyone listening. It's probably sick of us, but <laughs> are you guys though? <laughs> Melody's like, no, they're not. Um, but, I'll, you know, one of the things you and I get asked the most is like, is our friendship real? Mm. And um, I think that, part of the growth that I've, it's been hard growth, but it's still been growth that I've gotten to have in meeting you is first hearing your story. And like, you've already kind of touched on like feeling like you always had to be less Mm -hmm. so that everyone else could feel okay. Mm -hmm. And just a decision I made in my heart of like, I never want you to feel that way with me, you know, Mm -hmm. which does take like I said earlier, like a certain kind of a strength Mm -hmm. that can be a quiet strength and a strength like that no one else sees really. Yep. But a strength nonetheless of like, if I feel like less when you're just being you, is the problem you or Mm. is the problem me? Wow. You know? And so I, you know, early on, remember we've talked about that as I just was like, I don't, you know, I, if it's on me, to put you down so that I feel okay, then I'm actually not okay, Hmm. even still. Hmm. And I think that's super important. Like I was saying with my son, soon to be son-in-law, you know, he's a strong guy. Like he, he probably also has a lot of eight in Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Um, I know this because he doesn't want to take the assessment. (laughs) It's usually an eight that don't want to take it. They're like, you're not telling me what I am. Um, He is like, I love him so much. And so this conversation though that we had in that way of like, do you know how strong it is to let her be strong? Exactly. Which he totally gets. But I think, um, I'm well, or I should say what I'm curious about is just society and even in the church sometimes it can be like, well, you have to lead. Mm-hmm. So you have to be stronger and you have to be in charge. And I think that when it comes to strength, it's not recognized enough this very concept of, do you know the kind of strength it takes yeah. to let someone else be strong yes. and support that and encourage that and not feel minimized by that? Mm-hmm. And if you are an eight, especially, you know, here we're talking about women, but like for any man married to an eight that's a woman, that's a strength that they yep. will either grow into or that they had coming into it. But either way, if that growth doesn't happen, it's going to create a real tension to mm-hmm. manage. Yep. And I think that um, I just see that work out so beautiful. And I agree with Adam. Like he, Adam, Adam kind of parallels you with your eight. He can go, he's, he's like, he's very high five, right? Yeah, yes. But in the shadows, his eight, oh, whew, yeah. it can come in strong. I have to tell people I'm not a high maintenance <laughs> one. <laughs> um, so I just, I think that that's what's so important. If you are a primary style eight, or if you have a lot of eight influence in you and you're listening to know that that's going to be tricky to navigate in friendships. Mm-hmm. You'll probably have less, but the friend's you're going to need people that are okay with you being you. Exactly. And if they're not, if you always have to be less so that they feel like more, they're not for you. No. And I spent way too many years of my life um, staying in friendships just because, you know, I wanted to have a friend who that was not the case, you know, and it's hard. And so I think, I think if you're, if you're innate, you have to kind of just make peace with the fact that your inner circle may be really small, Mm -hmm. but Jesus had a really small inner circle too. Um, He had the 12, but then he had three that were like his closest. Mm -hmm. And, and I've always taken like solace. I've always found solace in that, that Jesus, even though he was in, in front of the multitudes and the masses, he had, when it came time, like when he was not okay or at his worst, like go to the garden, he brings just the three with mm-hmm. him. Um, and so I think that, that that's something that we can go, okay, that's okay. Um, it, 
I, I think for, and I, I would say this too, if you're an eight, um, the, it's really, really easy to go, yeah, I'm just strong. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. And you sort of walk around and you're brash and you're bold about it. Um, but I think that what you need to be taking stock of is um, if people around you don't see your strength as a benefit to them, um, then there's a wrong kind of strength. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yeah. wrong, your strength should be benefiting those that you're in relationship mm-hmm. with. They should feel better about being friends with you because of your strength, not worse or less than or mm-hmm. put down or not as good as they should feel empowered. They should feel protected. They should feel secure because of your strength. And so it's a great question to ask if you're in relationship, like how does my strength, is that something that makes you feel better about our relationship or mm-hmm. worse? Because for a long time- That's a hard question to ask because you might get it. They might be like- and people are going to be scared to actually give you the truth. Yeah, no. But for a long time, I was like, no, this is who I am. And then people are like, but it's sometimes it's scary. It's like, you know, my even my kids were like, we don't, when you get that way, we're afraid of you. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I was, I'm thinking about a couple things of, um, and we'll get into the unhealthy attributes in a minute, but um, an unhealthy eight can see people as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And I think a mirror for growth in that situation is when people are the end. Because if you have a goal, eights are very goal and oriented. Let's get stuff done. Um, They're one of the leadership styles. But if you win and get there and you're all alone, was it the win? Yep. And I think that, you know, the healthier you get, it's like people are the end, not the means to the end. Yeah. You know, are people a means for you to become the star, the winner, in control? Or is that position that you're in to benefit people, like you're saying. Okay, so the unhealthy eight, we talked about healthy. Usually I've been going unhealthy and then ending on the healthy. <laughs> so we're, we're going to end on the uh, Of course, unhealthy. we're going backwards. Um, use their power to dominate others to get things done their way. Mm-hmm. Avoid being vulnerable, forceful, insensitive, and combative. Mm-hmm. Relationally clueless. That's that obliviousness that we talked about is they can just think about their way. like. You guys can just think about your way if you're mm-hmm. not careful. Um, and they don't see the value or opinions and experiences others as meaningful. Yep. If not or careful. But that's what's so funny is the healthy eight, they're the protector of those things with people. Right. And so it's so tricky to know. But I think if you if you're an eight and you're listening and you have the strength. Melody gave a great, great questions for you to ask your friends. Like ask a couple close friends, like, how do you experience me? Like you said, is, is our, do you feel safer in our relationship or mm-hmm. unsafe? And then be ready and give that permission for that. But also if you are listening and you have a close friend in your life, that's an eight and it's a lot for you. Or if you find yourself feeling like in the shadow or not like ask what's going on with you mm-hmm. and, and how you need to grow and um, how you can be supportive because I think it's a choice. Like you and I have talked about that. We make a choice all the time to not be jealous of one another, mm-hmm. to celebrate one another, um, to really want the best for one another. And I think that if you're, if someone's always feeling like second or kind of like, insignificant because eights can come in and fill up the room and yep. you know they're going to give everything they're all and that can be very intimidating if you're feeling intimidated by a friend how can you flip that mm-hmm. into a place of love and i think that over the years as i've chosen you know over and over to do that i've actually experienced such growth and joy mm-hmm. in that and so what what does that look like who who in your life if you're listening is an 8 how can you celebrate them how can you thank them and then this is key i think is that sometimes the burden for the 8 correct me if i'm wrong is that because of the strength there can be the assumption that you're always strong yes and people are looking to you for always strength but you're also human mm-hmm. and need to have like have days or times where you're like, I don't have the answers and yep. I can't be in charge. Mm-hmm. And so um, have eights, you need to have places where you don't have to be in charge. Yeah. You need to have places where you can be scared, mm-hmm. where you can be, you know, just 
not have the answers. Yep. And so if you're not an eight and you have a, a really close friend or family member that is one, what are you doing to create a safe space for that person? Because they also need someone who's a protector of them mm-hmm. and a protector of their feelings and their vulnerability. And so like, how are you letting them know that that's your place? I think that'd be a good question. Yeah. That it's a, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, we, it's um, a lot of times are good leaders and they're good at assessing a situation and taking charge and, and doing what needs to be done. Like you've said. Um, but then there's a real um, human aspect to that where, you know, you're tired or you don't want to be in charge. Um, you wish someone else would plan the thing and you could just not do it. Um, you you want to be in situations where you don't have to be on, you know, mm-hmm. where you're not mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just responsible kinda, for everything. Right. And 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 so you you have to and you have to find places, you know, like that where you can recharge. And I think a huge way for me to do that um, is is. I call it just the quiet place where my heart and my soul can be quiet. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I just sit and I, I bask in, I actually revel in the fact that I don't have to be in charge, that God's in control, that God is sovereign. Um, I sit and I just, um, I, I give thanks that, um, you know, the, like the little kid song says, he's got the whole world in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we feel like as eights, we, we need the whole world in our hands. And then by like the second minute of the day, we're like, oh, I'm out. I, this is too much. And, and I'm, I'm it's spiraling. Um, so I think eights really do need to spend time being thankful that they don't have to run the world. Um, I saw a quote that was um, a few weeks ago and it said, um, God is running the world. You don't have to. And I just was like, oh man, that, that takes a load off, you know, cause I can see so many problems and so many things that need to get done. And I, I don't, I don't have to fix them. And also I don't know how, mm-hmm. you know, eights don't like to not know the answer or be able to fix it, but a healthy eight recognizes all the time, their humanity, their limitations, mm-hmm. where, where they're like, that's, this is not my thing. I'm not good at this thing. I need to hand that thing over. Um, and so it's, it's actually a relief to just go, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to run that. I don't have to be in charge of that. I can, I can stay over here and do what God's given me to do and find plenty of joy and mm-hmm. challenge and fulfillment in that. Mm-hmm. Eights will get bored really fast if they don't have a challenge. So if you're a boss supervisor with an eight, that is something to keep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, for everyone listening, I want you to think of the person in your life who you are curious, either you know because they've shared with you or you're curious if you know they're a powerful person. They take up, you know, they, they just naturally lead, naturally assertive, naturally in charge. Um, how to relate to them. You can speak to any of these after, mm-hmm. but um, be confident, strong, and direct. Yes. That's one thing that I have learned is um, just directness, which I actually find so relieving because there's nothing more exhausting than have to like take the long way around to yeah. get to the point. Healthy eights are hard <laughs> to offend. That's um, that's true. We are hard. If you're healthy, yeah. you want someone to go, what, what do you need to say? Great. Cool. Thanks for telling me. And we move on. We don't have to tell a story or give us a snack. You can just go right in for the the mm-hmm. info, the truth. Mm-hmm. We want the truth. You know, what's funny is um, I have this goal right now to watch like a masterclass every day. <laughs> and right now I'm watching the one on Anna Wintour, who is the like um, creative director of Condé Nest and like Vogue magazine. Wow. Um, they say that the Devil Wears Prada is like loosely based on her, but she does one of her classes on leadership and she's like, just be direct. Mm-hmm. This is working. It's not working. Like, and I'm like, oh, she's, she's a lot of eight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she has a lot of eight. Um, here's another thing though, if with eights in your life is don't assume that their directness is them trying to be rude or not caring. They're, mm-hmm. they're literally just direct. Knowing that has made things so much less offensive and personal. Don't you think you wish everyone knew that? Like I do because you ha- <laughs> two things go together here. We want to get things done, which means we don't have a lot of time to spend 30 minutes telling you something that takes 30 seconds. <laughs> We're like, this is wasting time. Now, at the same time, the the self-awareness there mm-hmm. is, um, you, I think that there are ways that you can say things that are kind and, and not hurtful. 
but I absolutely don't want someone to walk away from a conversation confused about what I was saying. Mm -hmm. Because what did I just do? I just wasted time. And that's like a- And time is money and decisions. Because things need to get done. So I can't even, if someone comes back and says that wasn't unclear, that feels like a giant failure to me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm trying really hard to be clear. So that's, that's the tension we're managing. We're not even trying to be mean. We're trying to be clear and move on to the next thing. And so we have to sit inside of, Mm -hmm. okay, but don't be rude just because you got to move on to the next thing. And at the same time, we're welcoming. I got to get to the next thing too while you're talking. So it is totally fine for you to cut to the chase and just tell me Mm -hmm. what you're trying to Mm -hmm. say. That's so true. Okay, how to love a challenger. Let's move on to this. Um, Tell me if these are true. Um, Last episode, I had Kelly Wells out on for the seven. And you know that Kelly and I, wrote most of this material and we went through these and we were like that's awful <laughs> like we literally were like true. who wrote these <laughs> and so um she was like these are terrible ways to love a seven i'm like uh you and i wrote these kelly um so notice when i am tender but mm-hmm. don't flatter me yeah tell me why you don't like flattery i i also hate flattery yeah. flattery feels fake i was gonna say I, I think it's a lie we want the truth mm-hmm. so i i want someone to notice like um hey your contribution to this project or that idea was but i don't want like a bunch of like i don't know save your words i just it's not <laughs> I, I don't uh, recognize because again we want the world to be a, a more just place we want things to get done mm-hmm. so recognize when we're helping make those things happen mm-hmm. um a lot of fluff isn't isn't a gift to yeah. Nate. speak directly Always. to them mm-hmm. i think that's a skill that everyone who's not nate needs to practice anyway and i think it's we're better for it mm-hmm. learning how to speak direct um on the i think every style aside from the eight, needs to work on not being so offendable, so easily offended um, when an eight is direct. And I think it's to our benefit to become more direct. Right. And and say what we need, knowing, you know, as long as it's like rooted in a place of love, comes from a place of love and kindness, but directness isn't rudeness necessarily. But here's the thing. And I think society has that wrong. They think any kind of directness is rude. Yes. Here's the thing with a healthy eight. When you say to a healthy eight, that was rude, they're like, I know, that's my struggle. Like, sometimes I'm rude. Like, it's not like we're surprised. We're not like, oh my gosh, that hurt. Like, I would never. No, we know that that's what we do when we're unhealthy. But sometimes it's like, wow, I really tried to get that right and I still got it wrong. But we're not like shocked that something that we said hurt someone's feelings. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that is a real thing for me. So it's not, when you tell us that we didn't get it right, at healthy, it's like, Thanks for telling me because mm-hmm. I, I recognize that that's what I do when I'm mm-hmm. not healthy. So, mm-hmm. okay. The next one says, stand up for yourself and stand up for me. What do you think that means? Like, do you feel like you, here's what I'm, here's what I think it means. Tell me as an E, cause I'm not what you think. I think it, it kind of alludes to the truth that I'm standing up for everybody and trying to do right by people when I'm healthy and trying to lead and protect challenge what's wrong, make the world more just for what's right, which is a benefit to people. And if I'm the only one doing that, like I need that reciprocated. I need someone yes. doing that for me the way I'm doing it for them. Yes. Yeah. There's a a, a key pivotal moment in, in our life, um, Adam and I, where I was just, I was being attacked. I mean, there's no, not physically, there, there's no other word for it. And I, I had been trying so hard to be a contributor, to be a team player, to make a difference. And I was just, I was getting attacked. And the the truth was I had nothing left to give. I had no more Mm -hmm. strength. And Adam in that moment um, displayed such strength and so much um, protection for me. And I was vulnerable. I did feel exposed. Mm -hmm. I did feel weak. And I didn't like feeling that way, but I I was at my end. I had nothing else to give. Mm -hmm. And he rose to that challenge. And he gave the strength and the protection, the courage, the power that I just, I was out of. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that because that made me feel like it's okay for me to be weak sometimes. It's okay for mm-hmm. me to not have enough because I know that that doesn't throw him off. Mm-hmm. He's not like, well, you're usually the strong. Well, what happens next? He, he has enough strength and he carried me mm-hmm. and he carried us through that. 
And then there was a time years later where I did the same thing for him. And, and those are the kind of relationships that mean more to innate than any other kind, because we're not holding the weight of if I fall apart, we fall apart. Mm -hmm. They, they know that there's, there's counter strength there that we can rely on when we need to. When this makes me think of like a really pivotal moment for Matt and I, when we went to our um, coaching that actually sort of got us into the Enneagram. And we'd, we had gone, you've, you know the story, but we'd gone for me. Matt was like, my wife really needs help. I'm like, I really need help. It's fine. Well, it's all about me. And <clears throat> the, the situation was supposed to be like one full day on me, one full day on Matt, and then one full day on spiritual direction for both of us. It ended up being one full day on me, two full days on Matt. <laughs> we went there for me, not him. Um, but one of the pivotal moments in getting to him not being okay is he said, I feel like Matt, I, I think his second highest is eight. Mm-hmm. He said, I have to hold everything because I struggle with fear. He said, if I ever mm. allude to being afraid of anything, you crumble. And I've learned with you, I can't ever show that. Mm. And I was just like, oh. mm. you know, I, I was so sad that my husband felt, and it was true. He wasn't wrong. It was like, Mm. I was looking for Matt to just be this a hundred percent of the time pillar of strength about everything. I watch him. If he even wobbled, then I was like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die, you know? And so he learned, don't ever show Mm -hmm. if I ever have it. And that's just a burden too great to bear Mm -hmm. in any relationship or for any person. And he, you know, I think that when I think of him, and, and so we go in this coaching, and he crumbled. Like anything he was afraid about, anything that he'd been carrying, and to where he ended up having like physical stuff. Mm. Like he broke out in hives and got a fever and like weird stuff. Once he started unpacking like fears he had that he just had yeah. buried, so that he was strong for me because I deal with fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think about this last year and a half at church for him as a very high eight and our entire church kind of like looking to him to lead and know what to do in a situation in a world that we've never lived in before. And, you know, he'll say in 25 years of ministry, like this last year and a half has been the most difficult Mm, because, you know, he's trying to be strong and brave and lead and all the things that a very high eight Mm -hmm. does and do it in the most successful way because he's still that three, you know, and (laughs) just— It's just been taxing on him, like spirit, soul, yep. the whole deal. Um, okay, so last question for you before we wrap up. What would you say to—okay, it's two questions in one, but what would you say to a young eight, a young high school-ish, young adult-ish eight? I know you you meet with some of them because I know— you, We've talked before about what would you tell your younger self if yeah. you knew what you know now, right? Mm-hmm. And so what what advice do you have for young eights who have all this power, all this strength, and all of this really gifting, but when not steward it well, mm-hmm. it gets you nowhere. Yep. <laughs> gets you the opposite of where you want to go. Um, the first thing I would say is take the posture of a learner. You don't know it all. You, you're not the very best at everything. You're not going to believe that, but it is true. <laughs> take the posture of a learner. Um, find people who are doing really well at things that matter to you and, and be humble enough to say, how, how are you doing that? Coach me, teach me, Mm -hmm. um, look for those gentle voices of refinement in your life and know that if you don't have any, maybe it's because you've rejected refinement and the Bible's clear the the refiner's fire is how we come out as pure gold. So refining is painful. Even if, a, mm-hmm. even if the voice of a refiner is gentle, it's painful because they're telling you, the person who wants to get it all right and get it all done, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. You're not doing this right. Um, one of the best things that Matt ever shared with me when I told him, he have a heart for these young eights. He was like, that's great. Mentor them, but don't try to take away their pain. Mm-hmm. Because Melody, you've gotten to where you've gotten because you went through a lot of really painful things to get there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just because we have to learn things the hard way because yeah. we're hard headed. I, I, over the years have had, have, I think done that. I think Matt and I've both done that is we've tried to say, Hey, to not just a young eight, but you know, there's been times where it's been a very challenge, like a very strong challenger personality and spoken into that. And the eights first line of 
responding is typically oppositional. Yeah. And I've seen that happen is like the more I was like, here's what I'm seeing. Nope, nope, nope. You're wrong. You know, that oppositional. And I think I'm very high one. One of the ways I can mark her if I'm not okay or not responding well is how offended I get and angry. Mm. Like if I just am out the gate angry, yeah. what, what's going on? And I think for the eight, the, if, if your out the gate response is oppositional without even thinking about it, without even considering what someone's speaking into your life, yeah. probably the truer they are. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would say if you're in relationship with an eight, you need to be careful that, um, that leading them doesn't feel condescending to them because mm-hmm. that is a trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if I feel like someone's being condescending to me, dismissive, mm-hmm. diminishing what, then my, my first reaction is going to be like, Hey, that, that you, you just set, mm-hmm. you know, you just set the person on You're fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I call it a gentle voice of refinement mm-hmm. because we go, okay, that person's for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had plenty of people, I've had plenty of people come in and say, you need to have a hard conversation. I need to give you feedback. Um, when I know that that person is for me, I'm taking notes. I'm leaning in. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. If it's a person who's been dismissive or condescending or whatever, um, we we don't we probably aren't on any part a good of that. Space. Though I think is probably because you're in your early, early, early baby forties now. Twenty year old <laughs> Melody may not have been, you know, twenty no, something for sure may not have been that way. Um, but you know, all of us hopefully are growing wiser and kinder yep. and more healthy as we age. Um, which the Enneagram is such a good tool to Huge. do that. Yep. Um, okay. The last question here is moms who are raising eights. little eights. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing is they may not know they're eight you're probably experiencing some of that challenge or some of that opposition, some of that power. Mm-hmm. What do you have any advice for moms who have little, little eights, little eights running around? <laughs> I, I just was talking to my dad a few days ago and, you know, again, raising me was challenging for my parents. <laughs> um, but my dad used to say to me, and it's so, it's so incredible because it is the depiction of the egg with different words. He used to say this to me, you have so much drive and determination, but so much mercy. And that's like the egg, the Mm -hmm. hard shell with the soft. Mm -hmm. He was like, if you can learn how to continue to have so much drive and determination and grow your gift of mercy melody, you're going to have such an impact in the world. And, and that was the voice, that was the gentle voice of refinement growing Mm -hmm. up where a lot of people like you're bossy or too much or whatever. So I would say to parents raising eights, you need to let them know the strengths that you see in them when they're protecting someone who's vulnerable, when they're standing up to a bully, when they're, you need to call those moments out because with a young unrefined eight, their flaws are going to be, are going to be on display all the time. You know, they're going to lose their temper at a game. They're going to mm-hmm. throw a helmet. They're going to yell. Do you lose your temper at games to the melody? Yeah, I've gotten better. <laughs> but yeah, like there's, um, you, you're going to feel, you're going to see where they get it wrong a mm-hmm. lot. Because when we get it wrong, like Matt said last week in his message, it's, it's all external. We don't internally fall apart. We externally explode, implode, whatever. So you have to make sure that you're seeing the really positive things that they do that mm-hmm. are part of who they are and call those out. Um, and I would also say something that I'm learning. My One of my sons, his predominant style is, is he has a lot of eight. And because he's young, it's a lot of, un, it's, it's unhealthy. It's a lot of clumsy eight. I'm doing a lot of question asking. Like, what do you think we should do here? What do you, th- mm-hmm. what do you think makes the most sense? Um, give me your thoughts or your input about um, and then there's a, there's just an open door to where now I'm not telling him this is what you should, cause I'm an eight. So I clearly, I know what to do in this situation. <laughs> like I need his advice. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but you're inviting him in. Mm-hmm. And so that's making space for their opinions, for their mm-hmm. leadership, for their, um, their intuition, for their gut instincts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really important. And the second thing I would say is, um, Eights don't get embarrassed really easily. And so if you're a parent who gets embarrassed, like if you have a high five or whatever, you need to check, is, is the, are they doing wrong or are you just embarrassed by how much mm. they are? And, and 
do that internal mm-hmm. gauge because sometimes maybe them being a lot isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're embarrassed because mm-hmm. they're they're so comfortable in the spotlight and you detest it mm-hmm. that you need to do some internal gauging as whether it's them or it's your own things that you're working on. Opportunity to grow. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that's so right on. I, you know, having Maddie be so high of an eight, I wish that I could go back and parent her differently than I did Mm. and make that kind of space for her. Like let her be in charge of things. She was always trying and I almost made it in hindsight. Like I didn't think this in the moment I was trying to survive with three little kids, but in hindsight, I almost made it this challenge. Like, no, but I'm in charge, you know, instead of Mm. giving her space to be in charge so that she could learn how to do it with grace and humility, but also use who God made her. Because I say this all the time. If something happens to Matt and I, she will step in and handle our business and our life because she is so competent in that way. But I just didn't give her Mm. opportunity. She was always doing it, not to try to be in charge of me. Just that's who she is. But I always was like challenged by it almost like, Whoa, 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 calm down. Like I'm the boss here, (laughs) you know, which spoke more, like you're saying way more about me than about her. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for this really good conversation. I miss you being on here all the time. Me too. Um, But yeah, you- But I'm not offended I think that (laughs) you're busy. You're not getting stuff done. Like we can barely get you on the calendar. (laughs) Um, I recommend to everybody to have an eight in their circle to speak truth to you. To also, you're the best protectors of friendship Mm. and um, of truth telling, and you've helped me so much to grow. So I Mm. love you for that. I love you too. All right, you guys, next week we will talk to a nine, and it is going to be my primary style daughter, Madison, as my guest on here. she That's a real tricky place to be an eight and a nine, the the powerful person, the challenger, and the peacemaker. That's like- That's like an inner battle all the time. And I've watched her live in that. So it'll be interesting to have her on, talk about that, talk about um, the beauty of the nine and the downside of the nine. So next week, we're we're talking to a peacemaker and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard today, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook or by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry at Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archived sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Friends, until we meet again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness.